happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Damn. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shade Brigade. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen. And one more week in the studio again. One more week in the studio again. Damn. She was frog gigging and everything up in here. Ooh. Robert. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know. But guys, on this week's episode, we talk about our little stand-up. We completed it. We did it. We done graduated. We did graduated. <laughs> also, we're going to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about exclusivity. Yes. We got an email from one of our listeners, and we'll read that to you and, and discuss. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. We'll break it down and discuss it bar for bar. Mm-hmm. Bar for bar. Brick it, brick it, brick, brick it down. Wicka, wicka, wicka. That's whack. Oh, that, that, that was whack. Well, <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Hello. We feel so awkward. Let's, let's shake it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we graduated our comedy thing. We did. We graduated. <laughs> from doing it. We did our stand-up this past weekend, guys. I'll be honest, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. The next morning, still, I was on the high of, there is no other feeling in the world like, okay, first and foremost, let me just say, getting up there sucks big, huge donkey cocks. Oh, girl, I had diarrhea the whole day. You know I showed up at the show with a bag of air freshener and some (laughs) baby wipes from my bootay. Supplied Susie had it going on. It's been that bad. I was just so nervous. I mean, I was nervous too, and I didn't really start whole way freaking out until we almost got there, and then I was like, I'm freaking out, and Finn's like, uh, you can't freak out. (laughs) (laughs) You can't freak out. I gotta freak out. (laughs) He was like, you and Liv are the basically the reason why I'm doing this shit. Like, y'all can't freak out, because then I'm gonna feel like I gotta freak out, and then everybody's freaking out, and we're all out of control, and then what the fuck? (laughs) That was a lot. That, That was a lot. I'm glad that he went a little hard in the paint there. He didn't go that hard in the paint. That's my retelling of those events. (laughs) Like, I might have put it a little on 10. I ad-libbed and kicked Finn up about 27 notches and, sorry, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. But yeah, so getting up there was, yeah, that was the hard part. But then you get out there and you don't slurp or choke your words and, you know, you actually get your words out and you, you start and you hit your first laugh and it's like... Okay. And then both you and I got, they clapped in the middle of our set a couple of times. And that was a very humbling moment for me. I agree. I almost like looking, I'm like, like what, are, what are you guys laughing at? Right. <laughs> what, like, what? What did I do? Right. <laughs> Somebody behind me. <laughs> exactly. Like, because once you do a set and you've done it so many times, it's I feel... It's not funny anymore. No, it is not funny anymore. And we've been practicing this for the last several weeks. Yeah. I really didn't think it was funny. Well, you were practicing the premise of it. You know, you had a basic outline. And how many times in the last five or six weeks did we take it, chop it down, rewrite it? Oh, shit. Now this would sound funny. Yes. You know, and I constantly, I did that up until the way there, man. Same, girl. Same. 
So I was like, oh, man, I should really say this because that is actually funnier. Or yeah. I think I can pull that off in a better manner. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I did forget a very key prominent portion of my set. So there was that. And I've pretty much heard your set. I mean, maybe not the final, final version of it since you changed a few things. But I pretty much heard your set. And I'm going to tell you, I couldn't tell. I thought that you did wonderful. Well, thank you. And you did absolutely amazing. She freaking slayed. And that was the thing when they walked in there. You, you guys going to you gonna kill it? And I said, well, I'm definitely going to kill it. But it's going to be one of two things. I'm either going to get up there and kill my set or I'm going to kill my whole comedy career. Either way, something's dying today. That's right. Something's going to be stanking. Just yes. belly up. Just swolled up. Yes, all swolled up. But I did not kill my comedy career. No, I thought that you did so good. You really did so well. And uh, a lot of people tell us that it looked effortless. Now, I know you. And of course, you know, you, you know me. Yeah, you didn't look effortless, but I was the only one who could tell. Right. But you know what's so funny? On the way there, I turned the music off in the car and my husband and my oldest son was riding with us. I do the whole set practicing to make sure that I remember everything. Just dead. Nothing. Like crickets in the car. So I ask. Comments? Questions? What do y'all think? Yeah. Yeah. You, you might get a few laughs. And I'm like, oh, savage, man. Y'all suck. I mean, can you imagine like somebody just essentially telling you you suck right before you go on? I'm going to go kick both of them in the shin. I know. But after I finished, they were like, oh, yeah, you were right. It's way funnier when like you're up front and uh, and there's people laughing. <laughs> what? That just proved my theory this whole entire time then. What's that? Well, I always said like the placebo effect. You know, everyone is going to the comedy club. They're conditioned that they're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. So you come with that perception. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have a good time. Somebody has to really fucking not say any fucking thing funny or be really fucking horrible to not get someone to actually laugh. If you've got a good opening two, three jokes, like people are going to laugh. Right. You've already put them in the mood. That's why you have an opener come out and, you know, prime the crowd. Yes, I agree. And I think the alcohol also, it, it lubes everybody up. So oh, I do it, love the alcohol. It makes some slicker and willies. Oh, <laughs> This is not the X version of the show. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that all leads to that. So when somebody says, I've heard it. I mean, how many times have you heard my set and you laughed? Oh, I laughed so hard. Like, I really did. And even just rewatching the video, like, super funny. Just laughing my ass off for reals. Yes. She just had me in stitches. Because there were a couple of her jokes and a couple of my jokes you hadn't heard. Yeah. At that point. So we, we did get each other a new one. So. So the big question is, would you do it again? I'm down. I am too. Well, guys, we've spoken. I know. We'll be starting to let you guys know when we're coming back out again. Hey, I mean, if you know somebody that needs a, a couple people to come on and do a little comedy, hit your girls up. Woo-woo! We'll give you the nice little email address at the end of the show. Oh, you're going to make them wait to the whole end. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> so we did get an email from a listener. Because we're always saying, what do you guys want to hear us talk about on the show? And so we are down to talk about whatever. If you guys want to send us an email, send us a message what it, on any of our social. Like, we're down to talk about whatever. If you have something you want to hear us speak on or hear our take on or what would Liv and Jay do? Because I know that is the loaded question of the century. I know. Yes. What would they not do? That's But just please tell us about it, you know? So, yes. So I'm down. Well, he writes in and he says, when does monogamy kick in? This is a topic that I've had some run-ins in some recent months. 
Some say that once you make the first contact, this is specifically for online dating, that is when the expected monogamy kicks in. You can't just be talking to six other women at once. But my argument is, is that we've gotten away from dating and somehow rolled into a world where interest equals exclusivity. But at what point does a transition take place? Have those lines been blurred or moved entirely over the years? Wow. Uh, A, very well written, fella. I love it. Yes, absolutely. It's very well written. Here's my thing. For me, and I think for a lot of women, because I just come off being single, single and on the dating sites and out in this horrible fucking, oh my God. It's really bad out there. Really bad. I think that what more women are moving to that they're not, when you find somebody who's like halfway fucking decent, you're just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to continue my attention here. Yeah. Especially if it's someone looking to move in that direction direction. Like they want a relationship or cool with whatever. And those are things that I know you have to set up in the beginning. But you know, if you say I'm actively looking for a relationship, then I I think that you are hitting the nail on the head there. It really depends on a what they're looking for. Right. If it's just a hookup, then of course, they're going to be talking to 58 other people. And you know, if that's your thing, do it. Right. And I think that that also, you know, the listener's question was, you know, has the rules for dating changed? Oh, I think so. I think so, too. I think that because of culturally speaking, everything's online now and you don't have to do so much of that process. You get to spend a lot of time like talking to somebody before you actually meet them. And, you know, it's somebody that you job with or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're spending a lot more time talking than you did when you met someone at a bar and you called them the next day or texted. You alleviated all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that things do move at a faster pace because you don't have so much of the separation that was once there. Right. And I think that without that barrier of being in front of somebody, you can be a little bit more open. Right. Or on the other side, you can also only share what you want to share. Well, that's very true. For me, you know, I was more abrasive with my speech and talking with someone over a messenger or whatever, text messages, because... I don't want to have to deal with the bullshit. I'm going to be me from jump. This is all my shit. Here it is. Right. Take it. Leave it. Whatever. I understand that there are a lot of women that don't do that. There's a lot of men that don't do that, too. Absolutely. And I think it's those that they're waiting to see what they need to be. I don't need somebody to tell me what I need to be. If you don't like the way that I am, then obviously go on now. Save us both some time. Yeah. Don't wait three, six months, you know, down the road a year and then just be like, yeah, you know, I don't think that you're for me. Wow. Okay. Or I need you to change this or, you know, we this ain't build a bitch. This is how I am. And if, you know, anything about me bothers you, then move on down the road. Let's quit wasting each other's time. Because, you know, I mean, I guess when you become an adult and you get older and life seems to, you want to, for me, I want to be able to find the person I can settle down with and spend the rest of what I have left with. Yeah. And me and the hubs, when we first started dating, that was very much my premise. I really wanted him to either like me for me or not. Right. So I've always been myself, which is a lot to handle. Bless his heart. Clearly, he's got some mental issues because he signed on to that. And still to this day, sometimes I just look at him and be like, what is wrong with him? Why would he pick me? You know, I have those feelings too sometimes. Like, I think everybody does. You know, there's times like, Finn's absolutely amazing. Like, what is it about me? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he doesn't tell me. You still have those like self-reservations sometimes of like, what is it exactly about me that made them choose me? But I think we're kind of skirting off that topic. I 
guess it's even the same way in the beginning when people are making that choice to continue dating, date six people. Mm -hmm. Or is this person like, we've vibed so well at this point, do I want to see where this might go? Because I'll tell you, if I found someone that, you know, was remotely interesting, I feel like they deserved my devoted attention. I've never been that one that dated multiple people at the same time. I was more, you know, just one person. And then if I found out that things weren't working, then I would move on to the next. When you talk about exclusivity, like when does that occur? It's going to sound bad, guys. But if I'm talking to you, I expect you just to be talking to me. Now, am I aware that this is probably not going to happen? Yes. But I'm like that cat. When I piss on it, that's mine. Damn. I know. I got issues. I told you. But seriously, if you are in a relationship with me and you're talking to me, I expect you to be giving our relationship whatever form that it is in at that moment. It's undivided attention. Well, I mean, and that's where the whole conversation prior to you have that expectation. But if the gentleman came to you and was like, look, man, I just want to date. I'm not really looking for anything serious. Then at that point, you can be like, all right, cool. I was. Thanks for your time. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they just assume. Well, you should also ask them about definition, what does that mean for you? I don't think that's oh, an unrealistic yeah. question because obviously you have two different perceptions of dating. Yeah, because have you ever asked somebody what their perception of cheating is? Yeah, it varies. Oh, it varies real hard. Some people, it's just, it's intercourse. Yeah. For other people, it could just be texting talking. or talking. For some people, it's a kiss. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it varies all over the board. For me, don't even look at him. <laughs> Dear Lord. No, I'm just playing. Don't even look at him. I told you if I piss on it's mine. Lord have mercy. Uh, See, I've never been that way. Like if someone is down, like looks at my significant other, I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, I'm not like that. I know you will claw a bitch's whole eyeballs out. And I love that you are like that. And and I think that a lot of my issues come around insecurity. Well, that's what most everybody's issues are. Insecurities. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm worthy of him and his love because he is such a kind person. I don't know. When I don't feel worthy, than if somebody else is looking at him or he just happens to look at somebody else. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get it. That's where you both have to build each other up too. And I think he does a really, really good job of doing that. It's just, once again, it's my insecurities and I'm just like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Girl, that man ain't going no damn where. You know what he told me yesterday? What did he tell you yesterday? It was so sad. And I know that he was coming out of a place of goodness. But I came home and I was telling him about a patient and essentially they he had been married for 60 some years and his wife just died about a month or two ago and he was just telling me how he's got a wonderful family and his daughter had him come live with him all that jazz and that he was happy but he was lonely and he missed his partner his wife and so I tell him that and I said you know he's a funny little guy you just reminded me of you he said babe can you promise that I can die first today you can (laughs) I was like oh there's been times baby there's been times I'm to happen. Deal. Conditional <laughs> deal. Yeah. And so I was just like, what? And he was like, I'll be honest. I don't think that without you in my life, would I be able to just go on? There's no way that I would be strong enough to be here for the boys and to just function. He said, you are my life, my world. And I'm just like, that's very sweet. And I'm I'm just thinking about it as I'm just sitting there, just listening to what he's saying. And then I just looked at him and said, yeah, you can die first. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're an asshole. No, that, but my whole thought process was, I think that he's correct in, in some of that. Would I be devastated if he passed away completely? You guys would have to really, really watch me because I would just be completely devastated. But out of the, all the things that I've been through in my life, have I had to pick myself up by my bootstraps and just be there for other people? I would have to be there for my kids. Right. And I would be able to do that. I've done it before and and I know that I can do that. So I just looked at him and I was just like, yeah, baby, you can die first, but it, it's going to have to be in like 60 more years. And he was just like, deal. Oh, y'all so sweet. We have our moments. We do. Everybody sees my um, my cranky moments and I feel bad. They don't get to see like the, the good portion of us. It's always behind closed doors because I don't really do a lot of PDA. I don't do a lot of. Yeah, I know. I've been your friend for, for forever. For forever. For, for forever, ever. Matter of fact, when we were at the show, people kept asking me where my husband was. I'm like, he's right over there. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. I just what did you expect me to be? Like on his lap, tonguing him down? Do you mind if I dick you down? down? Ow. Yeah, um, so back to the subject at hand. Oh. So I kind of, maybe, sort of, actually. You did. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Finn brings to my attention probably about a month ago that um I just assumed he was my boyfriend. So we were riding in the car about a month ago, and I don't know if you guys had a pre-conversation about this, but he brings it up. No. Okay, so the- that was the time? That's when you found out? Yeah. So he's telling us, oh, I'll let you finish this story, but it, I'm... No, you go ahead and tell this story. So he was just like, yeah, he said, uh, Jay just kind of told me that I was her boyfriend. And I was like, what? And he was just like, yeah, and there wasn't like no previous discussion. He said, Don't get me wrong. I'm cool with it. And I was like, well, clearly, but uh, I mean, you're still here. But what do you mean? And he said, I don't know. He said, she just kind of told me that I was. I didn't tell him. I think I referred to him as my boyfriend. Yes. But he said, essentially, just by you referring to you him as your boyfriend that you told him he was just all like what we didn't have a you know what i'm cool with it i'm cool that's probably exactly what happened i don't know since finn and i met one another we have been all about one another like it went from hey to go yeah because we have such a great time with one another you know what i'm saying we have great conversations we're able to even talk about the hard things with one another we don't have any of the stuff that makes us not want to be be with each other or need that break finn is uh, an incredibly kind soul. He has to be. I mean, he gets me and he's never, to my knowledge, judged me for the cranky pants that I am. No, he fucking hypes it up. He loves it. He has been so kind to me. So nice. So welcoming. I just, yeah. yeah he, he really is that guy. You know what I mean? Like he brings me that same type of energy. And I think that that's why you definitely know, like I need somebody to bring me down. Yeah. You know, like just knock me down like three or four notches because sometimes it can get out. <laughs> there you know (laughs) and so he's that guy for me and I think in a lot of ways I'm that girl for him as far as like level him out too well I mean you've got to have that yin and that yang because could you imagine two turn up Tina's there are some times (laughs) that he and I are both two turn up Tina's we absolutely are because like I said when we go out we sometimes hype each other up yeah you know we'll be driving race cars around the damn grocery store with the buggies you know oh lord yes I mean we're that couple oh my goodness please don't ever let me be in a grocery store. If we, 
I saw excuse a couple, me, barking lady at the fucking waitresses <laughs> and waiters and just random people that walk by our table when we're out. I think it's okay. I'm sure that it is. Once it's more like in contact. But could you imagine just trying to shop, do your regular shopping, and you see like two adults with these little race cars and they're like, you know, and about knock you over? He's like, you know what? It's too much happy in here. Too much. I can't deal. Damn, Karen. Slow I know. Down. Well, girl, I had a bad day at work. I was like, I got cussed out again. I tell you, it's rough. And I just want to go to the grocery store and get me a damn rotisserie chicken so there I don't have to cook. anybody around when we were doing that. Cool. Although I did do that one time. Well, I have been with you in public. I know. But I got bumped. And I happened to be wearing a skirt at the time. But when you bump them, it's just like a car. Like you just go spinning off the road. Well, that's what happened in the freezer section. And I fell and done like a somersault. I'm pretty <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure my moose knuckle got shown to everybody. Oh my, what the what? Yeah, and that's why I wear maxi dresses now. Clean up aisle 12. (laughs) Southern girl down. (laughs) Moose knuckles are everywhere. Everywhere. You get a moose knuckle and you get a moose knuckle and you get a moose knuckle. Yeah, somebody brought to my attention that they're like, do you know what a moose knuckle is? I was like, I sure do. It's uh, the men's version of a camel toe. Well, why do you keep referring to a woman's as a moose knuckle? Well, you know what? Camel toe has been outdone and it's like it's a very large camel toe. We'll call it a moose knuckle. It's the big girl camel toe. That's right. I'll call it whatever I want. Jeez. Bear claw. Oh, bear claw. Oh, I like bear claw. <laughs> yes. It kind of sounds a little delicious to you. Ew. What? I like bear claws. You Pastries. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Donuts are my favorite. <laughs> Lord of mercy. So I think just to sum every bit of this up. Yeah. And just a very short thing. Communication. Communicate. Communicate with your potential partner or the person that you're prospectively dating. I agree 100%. Yeah. Because without the communication there can be assumptions that are made. Right. And you know what happens when you assume? You make out an ass out of you and me. I used to hate that when people said that I back know, in the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucker. <laughs> but it does make sense. Assuming that someone is exclusive with you is not the same thing of knowing that they are exclusive with you. Yeah. It's really bad when you get to the point where you have to say, like, this is what I want. Now, do you understand that? <laughs> Can it's you? almost like talking with my kids, like, repeat it back to me. What did I just say to you? Absolutely. It's like working at the hospital. You got to do teach back. So everything that you say to them, they've got to repeat it back to you and kind of summarize. Except for with me in a conversation, it comes out as, you know what I mean? Like 15 fucking times. <laughs> and I get on my own fucking nerves. Of like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> you but do it be- to me as well. And I'm just like, yeah, baby, I heard you. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I got gotcha. you. Well, I have to do that kind of validation because we deal with a lot of dumb people, okay? I agree, yes. And people oftentimes don't always perceive things in the same manners in which you do. I've taken a good hard lesson on people don't always do exactly or behave in the exact manner that you will. Yes, yes, preach. So, with that being said, that's why I say, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Or, does that make sense? (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I'm just busting your balls a little bit. I mean, we all kind of need that clarification. Well, you should ask for it. Oh, yeah. Because once again, the communication, if you don't ask and you assume that especially, somebody understood you. Especially when you don't know somebody like that. You know what I mean? Fuck me. Ah, you said it. I sure did. But especially if you don't know somebody like that, you actually don't know how to gauge what they're going to do. Right. Now, when you really know somebody like you probably could say, oh, that's how Jay's going to handle that situation. Because I've seen a pattern.
pattern over the years. They don't know your patterns. They don't know, well, they don't really know you yet. Right. They really do make an ass out of themselves when they assume. <laughs> there are a few people in this world, you being one of like, I pretty much know what you, how you're going to handle it too. Oh, absolutely. I am a creature of habit. There are times in public I cringe and I'm like, oh, fuck. Here it goes. Woo. I got her hubs pulled up. I'm going to need Bill money. <laughs> Just in case I can't de-escalate this whole situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. I try to behave myself. For the most part, I do really, really well. I think it's you. It's me. Yeah. I'm just going to blame it on you. I think it's you. Well, this is kind of fucked up and I know paybacks are a motherfucker, but yeah. No, it's, I think I feel comfortable enough that I, I don't have to take care of you. That's what I do in my everyday life. I have to be responsible for everybody. And when I'm out to dinner or whatever, I can actually let go and be the fun again that I used to be many years ago. Well, I encourage that all the time then because, yes, you should embrace that more often. Yeah, because that means like when I'm with the kids or with the hubs, everything is like, oh, you know, don't don't slurp. Use your napkin. Like I'm constantly because of I want them to mirror the appropriate way to act. And so I can't be the fun, goofy person like I, I want to be and that I hope that they will never be. Well, they get to see the, enough of that of you too. You they know? do at home, yeah. Yes. It's just something about being in public with you. I feel comfortable enough that I can be myself and not have to worry. Or if like shit go down, she can take care of me too. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, and for the most part, usually everything's fine. Oh yeah. We get a good laugh when we go on or I go, I'm really sorry. Here's $20. Yeah. Yeah. We normally tip very well because of my behavior. But <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, our waitresses and waiters, they love to, you know, interact with us and stuff. I mean, they might not like jump scare at the first, but uh, they do laugh. Well, yeah. I mean, look, everybody's a person. And it's so funny. Like, you know, my mom used to get on to me sometimes like, why do you talk to the doctor like that? Because they're a fucking person, too. Because I'm cutting up with them and having me a grand old time sometimes. They're people. They are people. And you have to just talk to these people. Don't put them on a pedestal. No. Because, I mean, they're fallible, just like you are. Yeah, they went to. Trust me, I've seen it. Right? I mean, y'all just went to school longer. Like, I was out here doing the damn thing, too. But it was just in a different manner. And look, I appreciate you doing it. For real, though. Yeah. I mean, they really are super smart, but just that whole fact, what you just said, I was talking to this lady. She's a doctor. We were talking about this particular patient and what should be done. She had said like a particular course of action. And I did a rebuttal and was like, I don't think so. And this is the reason why she had a rebuttal to that. Well, this is why I think so. Okay. Well, uh, how, how long have you been in the medical field? And they were like, um, a, a year. I said, oh, Okay. Cool. They said, why? How long have you been in the medical field? And I said, oh, way longer than that. And they were just like, oh, so what do you think we should do again? And then I say it again. And they're just like, oh, sometimes they just got to get their mind out of that. I'm the doctor thing. You don't know shit. I mean, precious. Oh, gosh. I mean, the course of action they were going to take was just wrong. I'm sorry. It was just wrong. Every experience that I've ever had is telling me that's wrong. You don't put a balloon up their butt. You never put a balloon up their butt. <laughs> Unless they need a balloon up their butt. Right. Yeah. That's rare. That's never, hardly never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but communication is key. Just like you said, absolutely have a chit chat with whoever your prospective partner is because assumptions are never good. They're never good. And then make sure they understand you. Ask clarifying questions. Right. Did you get that? Did you get that? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? 
Yes. I mean, you got to do those types of things. That's oh. my answer. Yes. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. <laughs> I do. Oh, I had to do that one more again. Oh, guys. Well, that's our time. But don't forget to like, share, follow us. Don't right? follow us around the grocery store. That's creepy. Yeah, because she's going to have her little race car buggy and she might knock you down. I will take your heels out so fast. I swear to God. Oh, I hate that so bad. <laughs> Me too. But definitely write us. We will write back. Our email is Southern Shade Podcast at gmail.com. And our website is Southern Shade with Liv and Jay.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button.